Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited that you're listening today. We're going to be talking about something very relevant, uh, which is being free from mental stress and anxiety and how really that's a part of our redemption through Jesus Christ. And so I'm excited to get into it. But before I do, I want to share with you some other exciting news. Uh, I have been working very hard um, the past few weeks on the second edition of my book, uh, which is entitled a glorious bride. So the first edition came out in 2020, right before COVID happened. Um, and so I felt the Lord, you know, prompt me to do a second edition. There's some things I added, some things I tweaked, and I'm very excited for this release. I feel like just going back through it, I'm all stirred up about everything in the book all over again. And so I'll probably do another video talking about the book and talking about the testimony behind the book. So stay tuned, but it's going to be out in just a few weeks. Uh, the ebook will be out and the hard copy will be out for pre-order, like on Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So I will be posting about it. So stay tuned uh, for that. It's going to be very exciting. Um, so today I want to jump right into it. Today I want to talk about being free from mental stress uh, and our redemption, how that's included in our redemption. And so if you listen to my podcast last week, I talked about living in the rest of God or the rest of faith and how really our Christian life, we're supposed to live from a place of rest, right? Which is so contrary to what we see in the world today, right? People are so bound up by worry, by stress, by anxiety, right? But that's not our portion. The Bible says that we're not supposed to be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So today we're going to renew our mind to uh, the life that, that Christ has purchased just for us, right? That, that is a life of rest where we can be free from those, those mental uh, stress, worry, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. Because even too, you know, that affects your physical health. Um, and I talked about that in one of my podcasts that you can go listen to about how your thoughts affect your physical health, right? So this is, this is important. This is huge for us to grab a hold of as believers. And so I want to start off by explaining to you kind of just a foundational thing. I think this may end up being two parts because I have a lot to say, uh, but I want to start off by giving a little bit of foundation here. So if you understand that Jesus died for our sin, right? Many people, they get that part. Jesus died for my sin. He died so that I could go to heaven. He died so that I could be forgiven, right? But I want you to also understand that what we're gonna talk about is that Jesus not only died for our sin, but he also bore in his body, he bore the consequences um, and the effects of that sin has on our mind, the effects that sin has on, on our emotions and on on our physical body, right? So sin, our sin nature was a spiritual problem, right? So Jesus died so that our spirit could be born again, right? But that sin also takes a toll on the human mind, the human emotions. It takes a toll on your physical body, right? That's how sickness came in, right? When, when the fall of man, when Adam sinned, there was no sickness before sin came in, right? So the effects of sin on our body and on our soul, which is our 
our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? That sin took a toll. Sin took a toll on us, but I want you to understand that Jesus not only died so that our spirit could be made new, Jesus also redeemed us, right, from the effects of sin on our soul, our our mind, and uh, on our body, which I've done a whole series on healing, talking about our physical redemption, um, which you can go listen to that in detail. But today I want to focus in on the part that Jesus redeemed us, right, from the effects of sin in our soul. That's why in Psalm 23, David was prophesying about it, looking towards it. He said, he restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. That means your emotions, your mind, your will, the Lord will bring restoration to our souls. Hallelujah, man. So good. So I want to start by sharing with you something very, very cool that I learned in a documentary that I watched recently. Uh, For those of you, maybe if you do or don't know, my husband just got back from a 12-day trip in Israel. Uh, So before he went, we were watching all kind of Israel documentaries and all this kind of stuff. And it was very interesting. And so I want to share with you something I learned in one of those documentaries that deeply, deeply touched me. I'm talking, I was like crying. I mean, this, I could not get over this for weeks, but I want to share this with you. Um, so it, he, they were talking about the garden of Gethsemane and that's what we're going to dive more into in a little bit, but the garden of Gethsemane, and they talked about how the word Gethsemane comes from the Hebrew word that literally means the olive press the olive press. And so the garden of Gethsemane, obviously that's where Jesus, the whole thing started, right? If you've seen the passion of the Christ, that's where it all began, right? Jesus bearing our sins, Jesus bearing, uh, the punishment that the chastisement for our peace, right? Like it says in Isaiah 53. So it starts in somewhere called the olive press. And if you know, the garden of Gethsemane, my husband just went there. There's these olive trees everywhere. And, you know, back in those days, it, it was a place of, of pressing for olive pressing to get oil, right? And, uh, where they would crush the olives. And so obviously we know this all points to Jesus, right? That Jesus was crushed for us so that the anointing oil, the oil could flow out to us for our healing, for our wholeness. And so there, there's, uh, if you look at the history of the olive press, there's three different presses and the oil from each press is used for different things. And it is amazing how this correlates so perfectly with what Jesus experienced for us. So the first press, the first time that the olives would be pressed or crushed, uh, it says that they would be crushed by a stone. uh, And this produces the most pure oil that's used for lamps or for light. So the first crushing was for light. The second crushing, uh, it says the oil was used for medicinal purposes, right? So the olives would be taken, the remains of those olives from the first press would be taken and they would be crushed again. And this second type of oil was used for medicinal purposes. And then the third crushing, right, um, at the very end, they didn't want any of it to go to waste. So the third pressing, the oil would be used for soap and for cleansing. And so this correlates with what Jesus experienced in his passion, right? It's so the first press 
when Jesus was crushed, the first crushing was in the garden of Gethsemane. And that's the one we're going to hone in on in a little bit. But when Jesus was crushed in the garden of Gethsemane, he was crushed in his soul, his mind. It says that he sweat drops of blood, right? Um, that he bore our mental anguish, our mental suffering for light. That first oil was used for light so that today we can have light flood our mind. We can have light flood our emotions, right? And the second pressing was used for medicinal purposes. So Jesus was then, he was whipped. He was crushed. Uh, he was whipped. It says the stripes on his back were for our healing. So that oil for the medicinal purposes, that second crushing was for your bodily healing. Hallelujah. And the third crushing was obviously on the cross when he was crushed by the wrath of God, by our sin, right? The judgment for our sin. And that one was used for soap. It's used for cleansing so that we could be cleansed from our sin, right? Jesus was crushed these three times to redeem us as a whole man, body, soul, and spirit. The three crushings of the olives, right? And so I, that is such a beautiful picture of what Jesus went through for us. And so why do I share that with you? I share that with you because I want you to understand that what Jesus did for us is not just for your spiritual uh, rebirth, but Jesus also bore in his body. He was crushed for our mental restoration, for the restoration of our soul and for the restoration of our physical body, for our bodily healing. This is powerful. And so, but the one I want to hone in on today is that first crushing that happened in the Garden of Gethsemane for our soul, which is, again, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And how many of us need, how we need healing in our mind, healing in our emotions. Maybe you've been through some really difficult and traumatic things that have scarred you emotionally. Maybe you've been dealing with mental uh, things in your mind, just all kind of mental health issues, whether it be depression, uh, anxiety, or maybe you've just been so stressed out, can't sleep at night, all that kind of stuff. I want you to listen up because this is for you. And I believe that this revelation is going to set you free, that Jesus bore these things in our place. So let's read this. Let's read in Luke 22, verse 44. This is when Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane, the first crushing for our light. I believe that light is coming into your mind as we read this. So Luke 22, 44, it says, and being in agony of mind, he prayed all the more earnestly and intently and his sweat became like great clots of blood dropping down to the ground. And so it says that when he was in the garden, that Jesus was in great agony of mind. This, oh man, it makes me emotional. This, this, so this, right as Jesus is starting to bear our sins, to bear the effects of our sins, it says that an agony of mind came upon him. And what is agony? It's extreme mental suffering. Jesus took extreme mental suffering. That includes emotional suffering. It includes uh, uh, dread, torment, fear, all of those things. He began to bear it in his mind. So much so that it says, Luke says that um, his sweat became like great clots of blood dropping down to the ground. And so if you, if you know anything about Luke, Luke was uh, one of the disciples that was a medical doctor. And he is the only one that records this um, 
about the blood, about the sweat becoming like clots of blood, right? So Luke is a doctor. And so Luke was very attentive and understand that Luke probably knew about this. There is a medical condition about sweating um, drops of blood. It's called hematidrosis. Maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong, but it's something like that. You can Google more about it, but basically it's a condition where you sweat blood uh, and it's whenever you are under great emotional stress, so much so that your capillaries burst um, in your sweat glands. the, The capillaries, they rupture and they mingle with the sweat, right? And as you sweat, there can be blood because of the intense emotional stress right in your in your mind or dread so that's what came upon Jesus and you know I want to just clarify obviously I don't want you to get too tripped up on the part where it says his sweat became like clots of blood right and obviously there's some uh different scholars believe different things whether it actually was blood or not um but really it doesn't it's the the premise is still there right the spiritual reality is still there that word like in the uh in the greek it means as it were right so it's the same word used when jesus was baptized it says the holy spirit came upon him like a dove It says in Acts chapter two that the Holy Spirit came upon them like cloven tongues, like as of fire, right? So whether it actually was or wasn't, the point is, is that the Luke writing this, that he saw something clearly and the Holy Spirit inspired him to write this, that there is a great spiritual reality here. So I don't want you to get tripped up on the word like. So I just wanted to clarify that. So it says that that his sweat became like clots of blood falling to the ground. And so what's so powerful about this is it's twofold. So Jesus sweat blood. So in one sense, he redeemed us from the sweat of our brow, right? Um, that all of that, that stress, the, the idea that we would have to, to labor and sweat, right? We've been redeemed from that. That was the whole thing I talked about in my last podcast, that, that through the finished works of Christ, we can enter into the rest of God where we don't have to be sweating, but we can live in a place of rest, of effortless victory, resting in what Christ has done for us. And so when it says that it fell to the ground, what's powerful about that is if you know the story in Genesis, in Genesis chapter three, after the fall of man where Adam and Eve sinned, right? It says in Genesis 3.17 that God cursed the ground. It says, cursed is the ground because of you, because of their sin. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. And so God had cursed the ground where they would walk and where they would work from. And it says painful toil. And the word toil, that Hebrew word literally comes from the word worrisome right? It's talking about worry that you, that they would always be worried, right? About where their provision would come from, where, you know, where their health would come from, where their, their food would come from, where all these things would come from, right? So it talks, it's, it's, uh, it's about worry, right? It's a worrisome toil, right? That the, the ground was cursed, right? So from that day forward, because of sin, they were walking on cursed ground, but hallelujah, when Jesus sweat, 
clots of blood, that blood fell to the ground and that blood carries redeeming qualities. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus has redeemed that, that cursed ground, the ground that was cursed because of your sin, because of the blood of Jesus, right? When we were saved, we've been transplanted onto ground that is no longer cursed, but ground that is blessed. When you are walking on blessed ground, you can walk at ease. You can walk at rest, knowing that you don't have to be under stress and toil and worry. Hallelujah, because you're not walking on cursed ground any longer. We are walking on redemption ground. Hallelujah. Where Jesus bore our stress. He bore our anxieties. Hallelujah, so that we could be at rest, right? He sweat so that we could eat the fruit of his labors, right? He sweat. He labored. He went through all these things on the cross, right? So that we didn't have to sweat, so that we could rest and eat the fruit of what he has done for us. That's why it says in Proverbs, I believe it's 1022, it says, the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich and he adds no painful toiling with it. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich in health, rich in peace, rich in joy, rich in finances, rich in all things. And he, it adds no painful toiling. It doesn't come by your worry. It doesn't come by you being stressed out. It comes whenever you rest in what Christ has done. This is good stuff. Okay, so then the next verse in uh, Genesis 3. So after he cursed the ground, he said, the sign of the curse, it says that it will produce thorns and thistles for you. So the sign of the curse, right, after God had cursed that ground, it produced these thorns, right? So the thorn is a type of the curse. And so, man, and obviously we know Jesus, right, um, they put a crown of thorns on his head. Jesus bore that curse, that curse that brings worry and stress into your life. The curse of striving, the curse of anxiety. Jesus bore it on his head, right? And there was blood that flowed out from the wounds on his, on his head, right? Signifying the redemption of your mind. Jesus redeemed your mind from the curse of worry, the curse of stress, the curse of anxiety, the curse of living a fearful life of where is my provision going to come from? Where, you know, am I going to make it? Am I going to be healthy? Is, are my kids going to be okay? Is my family going to be okay? You know, all of those things that we worry about, Jesus bore the crown of thorns so that you could have on your mind the peace of God that transcends all understanding. So, so now, because Jesus bore those thorns on his head, we can have the peace of God that mounts guard over our minds and our hearts in Christ Jesus, even emotionally. Understand, this includes mental and emotional, right? Jesus bore emotional stress, right? Obviously, when you're about to go to the cross, right, he was, he was experiencing dread, total dread. Have you ever dreaded something before? Have you ever been just experience something so traumatic where it has caused you to sink into a place of fear where you dread, you know, certain things, whether it be the fear of rejection, whether it be the fear of, of getting your life cut short, whether it be the fear of, of a sickness or disease, whether it be the fear of, you know, being alone, whatever it is, Jesus bore dread. He bore fear, that stress and that worry that so often we can find ourselves uh, bearing. We, we understand through this revelation that we can cast all of our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. 
If you ever doubt if Jesus cares for you, you just take a look at what he endured for our sake. He endured the greatest mental and emotional suffering that any human being could ever endure. He took it for you and he took it for me so that we could live our lives at rest, so that we could live in peace of mind and heart. Oh man, this is powerful stuff. And that's why it says in Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, you'll see, like I said, going back to the beginning, that Jesus bore um, not only our sin, but the effects of sin in our physical body and in our mind, our will and our emotions. That's why it says, you know, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains or our griefs. That could be physical pain or it could be grief in your emotions, right? Surely he has borne it for us. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised or crushed for our iniquities and the chastisement for our peace. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. And you know, I love that phrase. And I think I'm going to go into a part two where I dive more into this phrase. But where it says the chastisement for our peace was upon him. That word chastisement, because you can read that and just kind of gloss over it. But the word chastisement, uh, I'm going to go more into it and how it relates with a lot of the things that are written in 1 John chapter 4 about fear. Uh, that'll be part two, so stay tuned. But, you know, chastisement, it, it talks about um, what that has to do with is, is punishment or the dread of coming judgment, right? And really, we'll talk about this more, but that's the root of all fear. And fear is the root of anxiety. Fear is the root of um, stress and worry is really rooted in the spirit of fear. So we'll talk more about that. But I just want to encourage you that with, with this revelation today, that the next time that you are uh, worried and stressed out, I want you to begin to meditate on what Christ has done for you. Begin to meditate on the price that he paid for us, right? And as you meditate on those things, right, you exchange your worries. You cast those worries upon the Lord. You cast your cares upon the Lord and you receive the peace of God that has been purchased for you by the blood of Jesus. And as you cast your cares on the Lord, right, and you choose, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be stressed. The Bible promises us that that peace of God will melt guard will take dominion over our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so I believe that that's going to be your portion in the coming weeks, in the coming months, you're going to step into the peace of God and into the rest of God in Jesus mighty name. This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.